Um, but uh, one thing that happened to me at UIC that I will never forget is um, my junior or my sophomore year, I got hurt. Yeah. Um, someone spiked me, meaning, you know, they had cleats. And at that time, they used metal cleats. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about cleats, they're two inches at the time. Metal cleats went into my right knee. And basically, my baseball career was over. And um, man, I thought, man, I was devastated. Live, another Adversity Kings episode. Special guest, Renzi Vasquez. Vasquez or Vasquez? Vasquez. Vasquez. So I did it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, you did it right the first time. Double awesome. Z, double Z. Double Z. Dude, coming up on almost two years, I'm going to just, obviously, it's a year, year and a couple months into uh, really essentially like being business partners, um, yep. knowing one another on a personal level and, and working together. I've known about you though for the last five years. I came in 2017 into the industry and our company specifically, and saw you all over the magazines and was like, "Man, I wish I could, I could be be that guy." You know what I mean? Because you were a uh, top recruiter. You know what I mean? So the the ability that you have to attract and acquire talent, I was always like, "Damn, dude, he got it nice yep. to, you know, blink." And four or five years later, we're working together. So so weird. It's so weird how. One, how small the world is, you know what I mean? But in addition to that, how things play out. So yep, yep. that was that was dope. But a little bit about you, bro. Where are you from originally? So born and raised here in Chicago, but in Humble Park community, Puerto Rican community. Yeah. Um, Make sure so. we're not too, too loud in the headsets. So born and raised in Chicago. And born and raised in Chicago in one of the roughest communities, um, Puerto Rican community. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Humboldt Park. Okay. Um, I didn't leave Humboldt Park until the age of 14. Yeah. 14. So, um, how'd your parents meet? Now we're too quiet. Oh man. Can that, you not hear? I can hear. I In can the headsets? Yeah, I can hear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> man, my parents, how did they meet? Yeah. Crazy story, Tristan. This yeah. is true. This is crazy. So, um, long story short and just gonna point that out that's gonna be my podcast long uh, story short okay oh, so love that. um it's coming up coming coming soon yes. but um how my parents met it's kind of crazy my dad he was a military dad you know he was yeah. an army he came back and this is crazy that i'm even gonna say this but when he came back he was married and his wife um remarried she was thinking he had passed away yeah and my dad was shocked um, she was remarried and he met my mom and true story. My mom is going to probably like this, but, um, she, she met my mom in Puerto Rico. My mom was a teacher in Puerto Rico. My dad was a MP, a military police. Yeah. And in 18 days from meeting each other, they got married. Wow. 18 days. That's Swept nuts. Her off her love, feet. Yeah. Love at yeah. first sight. Um, and came to, um, Chicago, you know, yeah. came to Chicago and, um, I mean, it's crazy. They were married for 20, um, 24 years. They were married together. Wow. Um, but my dad has, you know, he's um, recently passed away. Wow. He's no longer with us. My mom's still here. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, she's everything, man. Yeah. She's everything, you know. So what was growing up for you like in Humble Park? Uh, Humble Park was rough, you know. Um, my dad, you know, he was well-respected in the community. So um, it was gang, gang infested, right? Gang infested community. Every corner there was someone there. And guess what? Every corner I had a pass through to get to school. 
So um, it, it was rough. You know, it was rough growing up, but no one really picked on, you know, everyone in the community knew me as Obi. So if you ever see, oh, like, um, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, so everyone, that's my middle name is Obed. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. So, um, but everyone in the community knows, like, hey, hey, that's, that's, that's Raphael's son. Um, leave him alone. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually, you know, most of the community knew me as the, the baby boy because um, I'm the youngest of four. Yeah. So, you know, no one, it, it was rough because in the school, you know, um, lack of, resources for the community you know and then i don't I, it's kind of hard you you really don't get the the you know i went to a public school so you don't get the education that once you find out what real education is all about um when where i live now compared to where i grew up it's night and day difference yeah you know but it, it was rough it was rough beginning um but my my parents made the best of what they had the situation right yeah um and it, it, it was, I loved it. I miss those days. You know, you get to appreciate the little things in life, you know, like, you know, we used to play because I'm a baseball guy. I used to love playing sports. Even as a young, my dad used to keep me busy in sports. Yeah. And us, we used to play baseball. We didn't have, you know, money for a ball. We used to hit a cap with the broomstick cap with the broomstick. And that's how we played sports, you know, and I mean, everyone in the community played like that. Um, so it was, it was, you know, uh, rough upbringing, but I, I just know what my dad put me in and my parents put me in. So I knew sports. So That's in the I States, knew. what did your parents do for work growing up? So, um, my mom was a public school educator. She was a teacher. Okay. Um, my dad is long. This is a big one. My dad worked for the Prickster family, one of the richest families here in Illinois, one of yeah. the richest families in the world. Uh, he worked for them 38 years. Um, he worked at Regal Company. That company's no longer here in Illinois. It, it went to North Carolina. Okay. But uh, my dad worked. Uh, he was a uh, basically like a pipe fitter. He made all the threadings for okay. gas pipes and stuff. But he worked for them for thirty eight years. Wow. Until his retirement. Um, were they unionized? Yes, they were unionized. So I come from a union family. Wow. Yeah, unionized. Uh, but all my life, it was, it was so funny. I would see my dad. You know, he will always suit up. Yeah. So all my life, I thought, man, what would my dad do for a living? He's always going to work suited up. So um, it wasn't until one day my sister decided, hey, let's let's go. You want to go see dad at work? And I said, yeah, let's go see dad at work. And when he came, it was so funny. When he came, I saw him in a blue, like, jumpsuit. And I was like, this is not how you dress when you left the house. What's going on? And I remember talking to him about it that same day he told me hey son whatever you do in life you got to look good doing it and um, my dad always went to work in a factory job in a suit yeah he always worked and he left in the suit he came out looking sharp um and to this day i will never forget it like he always said because of that people respected him more yeah and you got to understand you know a lot of people don't know this my, my dad had the highest level of education he had was a sixth grade education yeah. Um, because he had to drop out of school to provide for his family. Yes. You know, so, you know, when you think of that, my dad was a one of six, you know. So when you think of, you know, what he had to sacrifice, you know, I will never forget what he sacrificed for us. You know, all those years, you know, I, I really think that everything he sacrificed was to make sure that we got a better life, better education. And eventually, with all his hard work for him and my mom, we ended up uprooting from the community we were at you know yeah. so th that, that was big you know when i was 14 you know the fact that we moved to the 
north side of Chicago, went, went to the Belmont Cragen area, which a lot of people know, um, which at the time it was predominantly Polish. It was predominantly Polish. What is it now? Um, now it's, man, one of the largest um, Hispanic communities um, in Illinois now. And it's, man, it's overpopulated now, like literally. So is that what you are mainly, Puerto Rican? 100% Puerto Rican. Okay. 100, 100% Puerto Rican. Both parents are 100%. So how was your dad military police in, was he part of the Puerto Rican military or the American military? Good. Good question. A lot of people don't understand. Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States. Wow. So um, that probably sounds the so last, dumb. no, this is good. This is good. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. I, I didn't know until a while, right? Yeah. It's a commonwealth. So it's actually owned, right, um, by the United States. So they get all the privileges, everything the United States get, you know. Can so, we hire people out of Puerto Rico? <laughs> Yes, we can because yeah. they get a social security and everything. Wow. Um, so, yes, we can hire. And matter of fact, there's a couple of people on our team that are originally from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you know, so since they're a commonwealth, um, yes, we can hire from there. And is at the same is time, Simon Puerto Rican or is he? No, he's Span- Peruvian, per- Peruvian, if I'm sure? correct. I think he's Spanish. He's Spanish. I know that. Yeah. But if I'm correct, it is Peruvian, I, I, if I'm correct. Yeah. Like we got to make sure on yeah, that we gotta one before he check. kills me. Yeah, <laughs> kill both of us. <laughs> kill both yeah. of us. So you move from Humble Park to the Belmont area. Belmont Cragen area. Belmont Cragen area. And then, you know, with those moves, what were your siblings up to? They're older than you, right? Yeah. So what were they up to? So um, I have four siblings, three yep. brothers, one sister. Uh, I'm the youngest of them. Uh, my sister is an educator, still an educator today. She's been a teacher for 24 plus years. She followed in my mom's footsteps. Um, my other brother, so my sister's the oldest. Then the second oldest is, um, he's a military guy, but he went against the grain. He went to the Marines versus the Army. Um, so he went to the Marines. And then uh, my other sibling is Jesse. Um, he works for the United States Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. He's been working there 20, 20 plus years as well. Um, so, yeah, all my, you know, all, think about it. All my siblings have an education, all of them. Yep. Um, and I think about that, you know, my dad didn't. And he sacrificed all that for us to have it. Yep. But, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's a big upbringing. But you, you got to understand, too, the siblings... You know, what what it brought is more awareness, you know, of the importance of what your parents do to sacrifice for you for your future. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, I just remember this, you know, all throughout young life, I played sports. Yep. You know, so I was playing baseball, you know, and my feeder school or high school was one of the worst high schools out there it was and you can look it up as or high school that was my feeder high school yeah and i was known for baseball and i got recruited to pay um play for lane tech so i went to lane tech high school and i was very proud of that man to be recruited yeah and to go to lane tech but it was rough for me because you got to remember i'm puerto rican and the neighborhood high school that's for puerto ricans you're supposed to go to roberto clemente high school yeah but it was bad school so I had the option, go to Clemente, which has a great baseball program. They're known around the state. Or go to Lane Tech, which has a decent one, and but get a better education. Um, so I chose Lane Tech, and it was so funny because all my kid friends that we went to school together, they all played at Roberto Clemente, and it was, it was good. Um, so two years of my career at um, Lane Tech, we won state 
we won state and the two years we lost we lost to roberto clemente that's hilarious. um but it, it was good just to have that experience and that enabled me to go so much further in life you yeah know? um i got recruited i got more attention um i i still remember pitching um the championship game um at wrigley field yeah. Because um, Lane Tech is right down the block from Wrigley Field. Wow. So I still remember I have pictures like it was yesterday. I had Mark Grace's first baseman of the Cubs locker room when wow. I was. It was so it was like, wow, this is the time of Ryan Sandberg, um, Sammy Sosa. You know, yeah. we talk about that. So some, in my office, people always ask, like, man, who's that picture of that guy there? And I was like, oh, that's Sammy Sosa. That's Sammy Sosa, you know. Yeah. So it, it was kind of cool just to grow up in that era. But. That all that prepared me for life, you know, it all prepared me for life, you know, because of the area I grew up in and the ability to go to the, some of these schools it allowed me, you know, I, I got a full scholarship, full ride to UIC. A lot of people don't know this story, but um, I actually was supposed to go to Florida State University. Yeah. Um, my dad got ill and I had an option choose do, you know, do I take care of my dad and stay here? Or do I go Florida State University? Yeah. Um, I chose my dad. There was no question about it, you know. So yeah. my dad got real ill. Um, he was on dialysis for three three days a week. I had to take him to dialysis. Yeah. And um, it was it was rough, you know. But I was able to transfer my scholarship to UIC, which yeah. meant the world to me. Um, so you know, I got a free ride here, and I got to play baseball. Um, but, uh, one thing that happened to me at UIC that I will never forget is, um, my junior or my sophomore year, I got hurt. Yeah. Um, someone spiked me, meaning, you know, they had cleats and at that time they used metal cleats. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about cleats, they're two inches at the time, metal cleats went into my right knee and basically my baseball career was over and, um, and I thought, man, I was devastated. And my dad knew I was devastated. And I remember when I got cleated, they took me to a hospital. It was St. Elizabeth and in the Humble Park community, right? And I, I remember being there and the doctor's checking me out, you know, it's like, and he basically said, well, I'm just going to be real honest. And he was like, you'll never play baseball again. And you'll never walk normal again. And I was, I didn't cry or anything. I was just devastated. I was like, what, what are we talking about here? And I, I just turned and looked at my dad and, and my dad, my dad looked at me and he kind of like waited for the doctor to leave. And he said, son, if you really want to come back, you can come back from anything. And he said, we're leaving here. And I still remember he took me to Swedish Covenant Hospital on the north side of Chicago, which is where like the Bulls, the, the Cubs go. They're, they're known for sports medicine. Um, and in less than six months with hard dedication and training, I got to play baseball again. You know, yeah. I got to pitch again and everything. But that was one of the first lessons I learned from my dad. Right. Yeah. You know, not to give up and what everyone else thinks of you. Right. Is not the ending. Right. It's yeah. not the ending. You, you could be whatever you want to be in life right yeah um and that was probably the first learning stuff i learned from my dad you know how to you know come back from adversity right yeah you know and this is what this all podcast is about right adversity yeah. coming back from adversity um i never got to play baseball professionally right i never yeah. got to be um baseball professionally but it got me a degree got me a degree 
And I'll tell you this thing, you know, I got that degree from my dad. There's no doubt about it. I got it from my dad because um, I felt like by me getting that degree, he earned it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, I still carry my degree in my pocket to this day. Um, it, they shrunk it down for me. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I, I carry it with me, but it was really meant for my dad because, you know, right now you, youth don't have that challenge that I had before. But if you didn't have a degree back in the days, it's like you had no cred. You had no street cred. You had no credibility whatsoever. And I felt like, man, let me get this degree out of the way. But I had told my parents all my life, I already knew what I want to be. Since I couldn't be a baseball player, I was going to be a business owner. And um, they didn't take that too well. Well, at least my mom didn't because my mom's an educator. Yeah. You know, she's like, no, you're going to go work for a company. You're going to go work for a company. Um and then I, I remember, you know, college days came around, right? So college days came around, and I told my parents, hey, I still want to open a company. And um, they said they made me a deal. They said, okay, you can open your company as long as you get a degree and as long as you go work for a company and experience you. I said, okay. Um, so when I graduated college, um, I actually went to um, – it was, it was funny. I went to a program um, that basically gets you to experience different types of jobs. And you could figure out what you want to be in life, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I already know what I want to be, but they're forcing me through these programs, collecting, not for me, from the scholarships, right? And yeah. they're paying them all this. But I, I still remember that they, um, they sent me to Western Illinois University. Okay. This program was out of there, right? Yeah. So some people laugh because there's a picture in my office that has me with hair. Yep. Probably the last times I had hair. I was 20 years old in that yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> you know, it has hair. But it was a program. So I ended up going to work, which I liked it. I worked for the United States Hispanic um, Chamber of Commerce. That's yeah. what I worked for. And they basically sent me to Washington, D.C. So a lot of people don't know this, but I lived in Washington, D.C. for two years of my life. Wow. Um, so I lived in Alexandria, Virginia, okay. two years of my life. And I worked for the Chamber of Commerce, which was wow. cool for me. You know, a young yeah. kid, Chamber of Commerce. And it was actually even better when I found out it was I was getting paid to do this stuff, you know. So imagine I, I'm 20 years old and I'm like, man, I'm getting paid to do this stuff. You know, so th that, that was a cool thing, man, just to find out and experience. I met so many people. I met Al Gore at the time, yeah. who was the vice president at the time. Um, yep. Got to meet a lot of people during that time. But um, I lived there two and a half years. I worked for the Chamber of Commerce. I don't regret it. I love it. Yeah. But when I came back, I think my parents thought I was going to change my mind, that I wasn't going to open a business. And when I came back, they were like, oh, so you're going to go work for them and stay with them? Because they offered me a job to stay there. And I was like, you know what? I, I did it, but I, I want so much more. Yeah. I want so much more. So I told my dad I want to open a business. And, and my dad was like, I think my mom was more devastated than I was. You know, she was devastated. She was like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, and I, I didn't see it as a failure. You know, back then it, it was a high risk to start your own business, right? Yes. High risk. And, you know, we're business owners now. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, so what was your first business? So look at this. You're going to laugh. My first business that I ever had, I told my dad that I want to open a nightclub. Yeah. I told my dad, I, dad, I got to open a nightclub. And, and man, I, my dad was my biggest supporter, man. Yeah. He, he, I remember one day, a lot of people don't know it, but Bank One, I don't know if you remember Bank One. No. Bank One was the biggest bank at that time. 
it is what Chase is today. Okay. Okay. So bank one, I went to bank one for a loan. I had to come up with a proposal, yeah. everything. Bank one denied me. After three <laughs> months, they denied me. And I was like, what? They denied me, and I was crushed again. Yeah. And once again, dad comes through and says, son, you know, once again, people are going to tell you no in life. Yes. You know, and there's going to be obstacles. But my dad backed me up, man. My dad yes. backed me up. He said, whatever you want, I'm in. And I was like, all right, I got free money. No. He said, You're, me and you are partners. Yeah. So my dad told me we were partners, and I got my first, first, first gig, man. It was, it was big. So where was the first gig located? First gig located. So just so you know, I grew up marketing, right? Yeah. Marketing was my degree. So my first location was 157 West Ontario. 157 West Ontario. Why does that sound so familiar? Um, a lot of people know it because back in the days, in the 90s, right, everyone talks about the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, that was, at the time, Dennis Rodman's location. Um, uh. And Dennis Rodman's location, just so you know, um, Dennis Rodman's location at the time was called Illusions. Mm. So everyone who sees these podcasts that are older, they're going to know who it was. I'm like, he owned Illusions. And then from Illusions, um, it became what everyone knows it as of uh, in the past entourage yeah and then from entourage it is what it is today which is famed chicago but that was the first the first of many um locations that i ended up doing but you know back in the days i was doing promotions at so many locations 720 nightclub which was down the block so I, how many businesses did you run up until starting this business probably like nine and they were all nine nightclubs or any other businesses um, I was also, I owned a landscaping company, one okay. of the biggest landscaping company in Illinois. Wow. So a lot of people don't know that. Um, it was called Unified Landscaping Services. Yeah. I, I was blessed and honored to sell that business. But um, that company cut the grass for a lot of um, seniors in the town of Berwyn and Cicero. Okay. Um, so I had, you know, I had a lot of friends that, you know, worked in the town and I was able to have a landscaping company and that was good, man. I loved it. The money was great. Yeah. Um, and I was able to help seniors, you know, any senior that couldn't cut their grass, the town paid for it. Wow. You know, so that was a big program, to, you know, so I had that. So it was weird. Yeah. You know, think about that. I was a, a, a landscaper, you could say, but yeah. I owned the business, but I was hands on. I will, I will go there. Yeah. Um, and another thing a lot of people don't know is I used to be a college professor. Yeah. I remember um, you saying that. Yeah. So I used to teach at Columbia College. Yep. which is where one of my brothers graduated from. Yep. So I taught how to run and operate a business, a nightclub yeah. in the state of Illinois. Um, so I did that for a long time, but then I got too busy right, with the businesses. Who were some of the most famous guests that made appearances at the nightclub? Man, all the way from Scotty Pippen. I won't say the nickname that he had, yeah. um, but from Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, yeah. Horace Grant, yeah. B.J. Armstrong. Man, wow. I got pictures with so many people. It's crazy. Who was your favorite um, person? Doesn't have to be famous. Favorite? Man. I'm, I'm going to mention a name. But this person wasn't famous, but he was famous for other things, can yeah. we say? Right? But this person, I never judged anyone. Yeah, yeah. You know, there were people that would come to the nightclub, and I, I didn't judge what they did. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I try, I, I treated them like anyone else. Yeah. So, you know, there were people that did, you know, some things, but they will always come to the club and feel respected. Yes. And that's why they respected my location, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was a big thing, you know. Uh, but that, that was fun, man. That that era, man, that was fun, man. 
Yeah. You know, and I did that for I, I I did the nightclub scene for man people don't realize for almost twelve plus years. Are you st- aren't you still in the nightclub scene? Yeah. So you just partnered out then? Yes. So okay. right now no hands on no more. Everything yeah. is out there, and that's kind of exciting, right? Yeah. You know that I I'm able to invest um, in stuff, right? But what's more important is this. You know, like all the businesses that I have, what I found is I enjoyed helping people, man. Yeah. You know, um, and no matter what it was, like I always used to tell people the story when I owned the one in um, Macomb, Illinois, yeah, which is by Western Illinois University. Yeah. And I would ask people, what do you think would be my number one seller in a nightclub? So, you know, that's a question for you, Tristan. What, what do you think is the number one seller in a nightclub? Girls. Girls. That's a good answer. I love that answer. Um, when I tell you this answer, you're going to be shocked. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't liquor. It wasn't girls. It was the ATM fee. Damn. The ATM fee. So yes. the kids, they didn't want their parents to know they were in the nightclub. So yeah. they would go to the ATM and pull money out. Damn. And the, 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 the receipt said unified printing services. So when they would take every hundred dollars that they took out, it was eight buck fee. Eight? Eight dollars. Damn. And I, would, and I owned the ATM. So I had an internal ATM and an external ATM. So I was collecting all day long. And if you go to Macomb, I was literally on right in the entrance of Macomb. I'm going to put an ATM in the office. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Think about that. You can charge yeah. your fees. But I, I was always thinking business. Yes. And before I knew it, Every money I made at the bar, I would just put it in cash in the ATM because yes. the kids were taking it right back out. So it, it was it was crazy, man. So I was always trying to find a way to make money. Um, but that, that was fun. That was the fun life. But, yeah. you know, one thing people don't know is that I was working seven days a week, 18-hour yeah. days. There was days I slept in my bar. Yes. Like, yeah, you literally have to. slept. And I, I, just, I just did it. Yeah. Um, and I did whatever possible. And... You know, I think that's what made me the person I am today. Like, Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, and a lot of people don't know this, but a good friend recruited me to this company. Um, so I'm a personal. Yes. Who, a per- who recruited you to the company again? So um, Mandis Buckle. What, um, what do they do now? So he's retired with the company. Yeah. He retired with AI. Oh, okay. So he's a professional bodybuilder, I guess you could okay. say. So he does a lot of, like, I see Greg Rudolph do this, too. Yeah. But the proteins and all that, yeah, yeah. he has his own business that does that. But he retired with the company. See if he wants to make another run. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Mandis Buckle. And it's funny because David and them remember him. Yes. But he used to come to the bar all the time, and he's the one that recruited me here. And, man, it, what attracted me to the company is, a lot of people don't know the story, is my bar was still open when I came to American Income Life. Yeah. So I just came here, came to, you know, the interview, and I met with Mandis, and Mandis was like, man, Ramsey, we could, we could do good here. Yeah. Come on. Let's do this together. So I came on board. I haven't looked since, man. It was December of 2010. I'll never forget. December of 2010. I came here because I was visiting my mom yeah. and my girlfriend at the time. I was visiting, right? And just so you know, that girlfriend is now my wife. I was going to say, <laughs> when, that was my next question. It's when did you meet Anais? Um, I met Ana East during the nightclub um, days. I had a Toys for Tot event okay. at one of my locations that I was um, running. And um, she decided to have a table in my, I call it the red room, where all the, the ballers would come yeah. and spend $15,000, $2,000 on bottles. And she, every bottle that you purchase that night, I will donate equivalent Toys to Tot. 
Yeah. So if you spend a thousand, I'm gonna spend a thousand on toys. And she actually bought a table on East. That's how I met her. Yeah. And at the time, I had a I had a girlfriend at the time, but you know, she always tells me the story. She tells everyone else. She goes, "It was funny. I was with my girlfriend, and I I knew he had a girlfriend at the time. I was like, I'm gonna make that guy my husband one day." And it was funny. A year later is when we connected. Yeah. A year later, but yeah, we met in the nightclub scene, but it was not even. I what I liked about my wife is she, she didn't judge me for you know, what I did, you know, for a living, you know, because it's yeah. hard. You got to, you know, you think you're in a nightclub scene. Yes. Um, loyalty comes to question a lot, right? In relationships during that time, right? And I was young, right? Yeah. Young, having fun. Um, but, yeah, that's how we met. We met in the nightclub scene. And then it, it's, it's funny, like, we're night and day difference. Even yep. though I'm in the bar business, I, I didn't drink at the time. Yeah. You know, um, but I enjoyed it. I yep. enjoyed it. You know, it was a fun factor. So you guys are going on 12, 13 years? Yeah, we've, yes, yeah, crazy that you think about it. We've been married since 10, 10, 2015. That's wow. when we got married. Um, but when you start thinking about that, we were together a whole lot longer. Yeah. We were probably together for almost eight, nine, 10 years. Yeah. You know, before we even made the route. And it, it had to do more with me because I had all the businesses and I wanted to make sure I was going to be around, you know? Yeah. Um, but ever since I made that at the time, our model was leap of faith. Yes. AIL. I took the leap of faith and I just came, yeah. I put, I went all in on this and you know, it's been a blessing, man. 11 years in, man, it's been a blessing. Um, this company's changed my life. So what year did you start the company? 2010, 2010. Cause back then we can get a temporary license. Yeah. So officially on the records with AIL, it shows me as February 1st. Because they didn't count it back then. They didn't count it until you got your permanent license. Yeah, yeah. So um, on the books, it says 2-1 of 2011. That's what it shows. So okay. I'm in here past 11 years already. Wow. You know, so 11 years in, fully vested. It feels good. Yeah. And, man, here's an advice for anyone doing any business. Be smart with your money. Yeah. Be smart with your money. Um, I've been able to do things for my family invest in other businesses and do stuff right yeah that um i wouldn't be able to do um if it were wasn't for ail yeah you know um and i'm kind of excited because um i'm about to start my my new venture i'm excited about this so we i live on a street called jefferson yes and my neighbor you know we always come up with ideas and he was like hey man we should start a business i said well, what are we doing what are we doing tell me and he goes man you ever gone to Maxwell Street hot dogs? You ever had a Maxwell Street hot dog? No. Oh my God! You got. We're gonna we're gonna go in a few. We're gonna go yes. get one. Okay. Yes. Onions grilling, man. You go by the the fifty five ninety. You're gonna smell the onions, right? Yeah. So we were like, man, why don't we have one by where we live? I said, so you want to open a hot dog stand? He said, yeah, let's open a hot dog stand. So we're looking right now at a location right next to me, and we're gonna call it Jefferson Dogs. Yeah. Jefferson Dogs. And, and I figure it'll be a place for the high schoolers, the elementary, they get some hot dogs. Yeah. You know, some nice hot dog, but it'll also give opportunity back to the community. Yeah. See, and I'm always thinking about that, right? Because those businesses, they will need youth to run it. And it gives them a chance to establish themselves and build in the community, right? So it's, it's a big thing. So that's my new thing that I got going on. And this is all on the side. I want to point this out. You know, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm able to do this fully AIL, right? Yeah. And these are just side things. I just been smart with money, working smart with it. Yes. You know? So that that's a big thing. You know, I, I see too many youth. 
believe me, I was young in spoiled once, and I was into cars. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you spend a lot of money on that, man. If any advice I can give is be smart with your money. Put it in real estate. You know, put it in different adventures and let your money build, right? Yeah. You know, start saving some money. Put it for a rainy day. Before you know it, you save five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand. You're saving money. Yeah, Does that makes sense. So it's just a blessing that AIL. I mean, who would have thought? You know, when I started, AIL had no um, e app. Yeah, we had paper apps. Yeah, we used to do everything in pen. We didn't. I didn't have something telling me, "Hey, you made a mistake." Yeah, you know, like a blue thing. You can't put it there, right? Um, so to see where this company was and where it's going, it's yep. kind of exciting, man. So that that's a big plus that. I don't think the youth understand, like, you know, the fact that we're virtual and we can help families right here yeah. from an office setting or from home if we want to. That wasn't possible when I started, right? Yeah. I had to drive to people's houses, you know. I, so there was days I didn't come back to 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, so absolutely. That's, that's a big difference. But um, that, you know, it's a change, right? A change. What's your craziest memory in life? Man, crazy memory in life. Man, there's so many. Craziest shit that's ever happened. Um, Man, the craziest thing that I ever had happen was um, back in, this was, I would say, 2000s. So Sammy Sosa had his great run in 1998 with Mark McGuire. So if you remember that home run season where they were going for the record, they were going for Mickey Mantle's record and everything. And... um, I decided because Sammy was always coming to the bar. Um, I was like, every year in January, I'm a New Year's baby, January 1st. Yeah. So I always wanted to go to Las Vegas, go somewhere out, you know, fly. So one year we decided he was at the bar and we decided, hey, let's go to Cancun. And I was like, what? We're going to Cancun? He goes, yeah, let's just take a limo right now. Close the bar, literally close the bar. We went to Cancun, Mexico. It was me, my partner, Jimmy, if you're on here. I got a shout out to him. We always used to have a good time. But we literally left to Cancun, Mexico. Literally just left. Yeah. Didn't have no flights, booked it on the spot. Um, and the whole weekend we were partying with Sammy Sosa and his wife. Um, and that was amazing. And that formed a long, long-term long friendship, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? But that was the craziest thing, man. I was like... Are we just literally just going to pack up? The bar wasn't even closed. Like, we were closing the bar, kicked yeah. everyone out. Money's locked in the safe. We're leaving. So would you say that's your favorite memory in life as well? Um, the fact that I did it in a whimsical, it, it was just, who would have thought? I mean, it was like 20 of us that went. It was crazy. We just, yeah. hey, everyone, just, you got your IDs. You got your, you need a passport, right? Yeah. So I was like, who has their passport with them, right? But it was like everyone's scrambling. In less than three hours, we were already in Cancun, Mexico. It was, it was crazy. It's insane. Yeah. So, but, you know, the man, the, the best memory ever, man, can't can't forget is, is just marriage, man. Yeah. Marriage. You know, being married. I, I never thought I'd be married, man. But I, I, <laughs> I found the best, my best friend. Yeah. I married my best friend and she compliments me. Meaning we're opposites, man. Yeah. We're totally opposites. And um, she makes me a better person. Does yeah. That make sense? So, you know, I got married in Las Vegas um, at uh, Caesar's Palace. Yeah. We were the featured wedding. Um, but it, that was crazy. Um, at the time, all the, the leaders here went to my wedding. Um, the state director at the time, Bob. Yeah. Went, and it was good, man. Isn't we that where Andre 
Yeah, Andre had two of his babies. Yeah. <laughs> he always says that he had it at my wedding. But that that was amazing, man. It was the best. The wedding was good, man. We yeah. had a private ceremony. You know, it was private. Good food. And then good food. I know we love food. Joe's um, Steak um, House Crab yeah. Shop. It's a Let Us Entertain You I swear you've told me about that place in Vegas before. Because we talk food so much. Man, food is good, If you start man. talking with me, we're going to start talking about food. Food. That, that one thing my wife and I wanted for our wedding... That everyone got good food at the wedding. Yeah. Because that's what you remember. When yeah. you go to a wedding, man, what did you eat at that wedding? Man, that chicken was terrible. We had a selection. You could pick whatever you want. Lobster, steak, chicken. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. You, didn't ha- you even had an option for your dessert. Wow. Because ha- I'm not a chocolate lover. I don't, yeah. don't ask me why I don't like chocolate, but um, creme brulee. Yeah. Creme brulee. That butter, Gigi's oh, butter cake. Oh, Gigi butter cake. Oh, my God. I've been uh, banana Foster. About that. Oh. oh my God. There's so many. Where's the best things. banana Foster around here? Man, you know, I'm starting to get into this butter cake thing, man. Well, yeah, we went, we went a couple months ago. The butter cake over here is good, but man, everyone that's is that's Devon seafood, right? Yeah. But the Fire. one that the one that's um powerful right now, um, that I like is the banana Foster from Gigi, man. Gigi, if you're on here too, man. That guy makes the wait. Best not food. Gigi's uh, butter cake, but it was Devin. The one right down the street. Uh, What's that place? Devin Seafood. No, the one that Parker's. Parker's. Parker's, Parker's, Parker's butter cake. Butter cake. With that's that, a good one. Yeah, because it has that crumble. Yeah. That like sugary crumble, also like kind of that on the outer rim. Yep. With the vanilla bean ice cream. Yep, that's <sighs> a good one. Because I haven't had Gigi's yet. We're this year. Let's aim to do our recognition dinner there. Yeah, it's a you know Gigi man. That guy, good friend, long time man. Owns the best Italian restaurant in yeah, Illinois, man. man. He gets so phenomenal. many people there, but um, he opened a, a nightclub now. It's called Are We Live? Okay. Um, but that's amazing. He has live music. Yeah. And you know, food he run it out of the same restaurant facility. Right next to it, so he basically owns the whole. Okay. Mall little strip. There. Yeah, the strip. But um, he man, when he does his banana Foster, man, he brings that tray over. Sets it on fire. Oh, come on. So he set it on fire? Yeah, he That's sets fire. it on fire, put some oranges on there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he cooks good, man. That's insane. He's like, there's nothing there's nothing bad there. Yeah. I try to find a bad food. I said, gee, you surprised me. You know, it's good. It's good food. You well, know. What's your what's your favorite memories with, you know, working at American Income Life? Um, my first year. My first year. What um, was so special? My first year is because it's the unknown. Yeah. The unknown. But my first year with the local agency here, you know, the fact that I was honored with Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Rookie of the Year, you know, my first year, I mean, I did well over. I was a President's Club member. Yep. Um, you know, it was just an honor just to be recognized as the Rookie of the Year of the office and to see the type of money I made, and I didn't feel I did much to do it. Yeah. You know, so being that I, at the time I was 32 years old and, I made more before, right? But the fact that I made the type of income and I didn't have to invest in anything. Yeah. Like, you know, the capital. I didn't have to put no capital. So what would you make your first year again? First year, I probably made around 170 my first year with the company. Wow. So that was, back then, that was a lot, man. I know there are people doing a whole lot more now. But my first year, I did around 170. I wrote over 130,000. Yeah. President's Club at the time was one ten. One ten, yeah. Now, now we're looking at what two hundred thousand, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but we've come a long way, though. You yeah. know, think about it. We're getting paper deals. Now we're doing everything electrical. 
But after that memory, the the next acknowledgement was I wanted to be known that I could sell, right? Yeah. That I could help families. But the next acknowledgement was when I got honored to be the number one recruiter, yeah. not only for AIL, but all of Globe all Life. All Globe Life. For four years. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot. You what know? would you say is the top three things to to strive to be a number one recruiter you know, in any organization? Man, just be loyal to the process. Be loyal to the process. There's going to be ups and downs, you know, um, but, but you got to be loyal to the process and just don't give up. Don't give up, you know, because there was times, man, that see, a lot of people don't know the story when I when I won. They know the story when I won, but people don't know the story when I lost. Yeah. You know, um, back, you know, my first year when that award came out, I actually lost. Yeah. I was, I was second place. And back then they didn't acknowledge second place either. So I lost and I was devastated. I was devastated and I, I, I lost by one, you know, and that that really like. I was prepared to show that I could do above and beyond that. Does that make yeah. sense? And um, that loss actually helped me, man. It helped me. I got better at recruiting. It, you know, um, and recruiting becomes easier, right? Yeah. As you go more into business, it becomes easier because people see, you know, people, they magnetize themselves to you because they see how you walk. Like, what's this guy do for a living? What's he do? They see how you live. They see how, what you're driving. And I'm not that kind of person. Yes. But over time, that becomes, you know, I hate saying it, but that becomes people see how you live, how you dress, you know. Um, and me personally, I, I love to enjoy life, man. I love to enjoy life. So it's important that we don't forget that, you know. And then you get the finer things in life. Because sometimes, like right now with my wife, you know, my wife, you know, all the cars that we do have, you know, they're all leased through the business. You know, so when she's, you know, she was like, man, some people, when I come to work in the Mercedes, they're like, how can you afford this on a teacher's salary? And I was like, you earned that, babe. You know, don't don't worry what people say, you know, you earned that, you know. So you just, just got to push, right? You got to push and remember that I just think about all the people that we change lives, not only as union members, but when they come work here, right? You know, like I think about right now, like some of the recruits I got right now that are personals, like... The latest one, Derek, right? Derek Smith. I've been recruiting that guy for a long time. Yeah. That didn't happen overnight. You got to wine and, you know, wine and dine them, right? Yeah. You know? Um, so you just got to remember. And then you have people that just been here a long time. And before you know it, it's their family anyways. Yeah. Like, you know, you think about the Andres coming right to the wedding. You're a family, right? Yeah. It's like it's not work anymore. And that's what makes it fun because – as you being an athlete, just like I was, is like in any sport, we all want to win. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if we win solo. It's more about the team award now. Absolutely. And that, that's so exciting now, man. Um, the fact that last year we won our category. And I'll be honest, man. I feel I feel like we didn't. Some of us didn't contribute as much as we could. Yeah. And that's that's scary. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> that's scary. scary. Definitely scary for the competition ourselves you know, what we're going to be able to accomplish in the years ahead. So I'm excited for that. What are your future goals? Man, you know what? Um, I'm not into a t I'm not into titles, right? Mm -hmm. um, I never have been. As you know, you know, when I um, was given the opportunity to either be a state director here with, in the same state um, or stay with um, you and Simon, I'll be honest, and Simon knows this, 
there was no hesitation. Yeah. Um, because me and Simon had talked when I had won my first award in the limo, and I said, man, I, I just can imagine if I was a part of your agency, what we could do. Yeah. And I, I remember when I had that conversation with Simon, Simon was like, the opportunity has come. Right? Yeah. The opportunity has come. And there was no question. I know a lot of people, they were like, man, are you sure that was the right move? I was like, no, that was the right move. No doubt about it. Yeah. It's just now, now I'm excited just to see what level we're going to go to. Yeah. You know, so I know we're going to prove a lot of people, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of people wrong. And I, I've always been the underdog, man. Yeah. All my life, man. So I know what we're capable of. And it's kind of exciting just Absolutely. to see, right? Um, it's the adrenaline rush you get, like, what we're capable of. And just, you know, think about it, man. We got some legends in this office, man. You know, you got the David Wangs. Yeah. And then you got a mixture of the youth with the, as we call them, the OGs. That's yeah. Nice. That's exciting, man. Yeah. That's exciting. So just got to push, man. But those, there's some great memories, and there's only going to be more memories, right? Absolutely. Um, that That's the past. That's the highlight reel. I can't wait to add to the reel. Yes. That makes sense? So that's big. That's big. Absolutely. So future goals into your favorite place to eat. Where is your favorite restaurant? What is your favorite restaurant? Okay, so I'm I'm biased. I'll always say Capri. Yeah. I, I, I love his food, man. He, he knows how to cook. And you yeah. feel at home. So you feel is, you, Cap, where's Capri, is Capri's Gigi's or is yeah, it? Yeah, Capri's is Gigi's. So okay. Capri is the restaurant name. Gigi is the owner. Okay. Um, but it's an Italian. But man, psh, man, not one drink is bad. Not one meal. Um, you gotta understand his parents cook at the restaurant. So this is like can't get closer to. And they're you know, straight from Italy. Yeah, straight from Italy, man. They're pinching cheeks. They're old school, man. Kissing side to side. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's like you feel at home. So maybe it makes the food even better. But the food is amazing, man. The food yes. is amazing, amazing. But I love that. Um, now, if we will go to other places, you know, away from there, um, man, there's so many other places, man. Yeah. So, man, I like that. I'm trying to think what will be. Have you, have you ever heard of Alinea? Yes. Yeah, I think I've eaten there. Okay. So Alinea is an experience yeah it's so like it makes, a michelin star restaurant yeah so the experience is better right so um i, I would say something like that because you're it's not more for the food because you want to eat afterwards because they give you little things but it's the experience right? yeah um and chicago's known for so many good food here man we got a lot of options here you know but um if you want something like a cheap food a gene and jude's gene and jude's hot dogs that's the home of the best hot dog, man. They don't put ketchup in the hot dog. Just look it up, Gene and Jude's. But if you want a fast, like, hot dog, man, it's crazy. Gene and Jude's on the north side. I heard, like, hot dogs take, like, seven days off your life. <laughs> man, it's crazy. I don't, I'm not a <laughs> hot dog. They're amazing. I love hot dogs, dude. I love hot dogs. Hot dogs, cheeseburgers. Burgers, yeah. Any of it. I, I, I love food. So yeah. what about your favorite book? What's your top two, three favorite Ooh, books? Man, so here's a couple. Um... One one thing I like about books is is being more being the underdog, yeah, than anything else. So I think for me personally, one because we just read it, so I mean it's in your mind is lead like Jesus. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, I like the newer version. Yeah, um, better. Um, so lead like Jesus, there's no doubt about it. That's a great book. But um, 
rich dad poor dad yeah phenomenal come, book come on and that's yep. um there was another one about the cheese um and then the last one is the energy bus yeah that's a, another good book but i've read so many um but i'm all about development leadership yes. and underdog stuff you know but um those are the most that i i you know i would say and then the one that really got that resonated with me um was chris gardner's book so if you ever saw the movie Pursuit of Happiness, yeah, um, Will Smith played him. Yeah, he came out of uh, he he wrote a book, but he actually came to our convention that year. That was a that was probably like four or five years ago, and his story was amazing. And it's originally from here. He was originally from Chicago, right? And then he moved to the Bay Area, but th that was a great book, right? Um, as well, he got an incredible story. Nuts, like from insane story. From literally rock bottom all the way to the top. What yeah. A, what a better story, right? Um, but just to hear it, too. Yeah. You know, the fact that he came to our convention, that said a lot, and it resonated, you know? What would you say is the hardest adversity you've had to overcome in your life? The hardest adversity I had to come in my life, um, I'll be honest, and I'll never forget this. So there was a time period in my life that... Um, People question who I was, you know, and there's stories out there about it, too. But um, they have froze my assets. So I didn't have access to assets for a while. And um, I ended up winning the case and everything. Um, everything is good, you know, but um, that was hard, man. Um, not having access to just money. People don't realize, you know, you need it. Yeah. Um, and just imagine having your stuff frozen. That, that that was rough, man. Yeah. That was rough. But to be vindicated and win, that felt good. Yeah. That felt good. Um, you know, people question my hard work, man. People question my hard work. People question, you know, where my money came from, you know. People didn't realize I had the landscaping company, so forth, so on. But, um, and I was real quiet about it. People didn't know who I was. You know, people laugh. Um, I, I wrote, I remember when I got my first, uh, my, my success at the time, my goal was to have a Mercedes. And I bought a, it was in 1999, I bought a 2000 E320, but fully loaded. I mean, this thing was custom, right? I still have it today. Yeah, I, I still have that one, yeah, you know? And you had one too. Yeah, you well, had the you had the beige one, right? Yeah, right? yeah, mine was a C-Class though. C, okay, yeah, so I had a 1998 C-Class. Yeah. So I, ha I had an E320. I still have it today. I had it redone, but um, that, that to me was like, that was success, you know? Yeah. I, and I ended up buying it, you know? So that felt good um, that I could get my first car, you know? It, yeah. it just felt good. It's an accomplishment, right? But that was my goal at that time, right? But, you know, other than that, I didn't, I wasn't into cars, like cars into buying every year, get another one, get another one. Um, I had, I drove that car for 20 years, man. Yeah. 20 years, same car. And people are like, man, when are you going to get another car? My wife would tell me, when are you going to get another car? When are you going to get another car? I ended up fixing that car, redone, re-everything. Um, and she was like, when are you going to spoil yourself? And then um, I remember my dad always telling me, you know what? It's okay once in a while to spoil yourself. So um, it wasn't until recently that I bought a new car, right? And yeah. got the cars now that we have now. But, you know, it's okay to spoil yourself once in a while, right? You yeah. Know? Especially if you earned it, right? You work yeah. hard for it. Why not spoil yourself? But um, I'm not too big into those things because those drain your capital, right? Yeah. But 
Like, I'm happy with the car I got right now. Right? Yes. You know? So, my next question would be around passions outside of work. What are you really passionate? Do you have anything that you, like, find yourself getting lost in doing? Man, I do um, home ownership. Okay? Home ownership. Um, I'm very passionate about doing things I never thought I could do. So, um, what I mean by that is, you know, the home we have today, I, I like I can see things before people see it. Yeah. You know, so um, I think you saw my house uh, yep. when you went last. You got to see it now. It's totally different again. But it's it's the passion I have. Like I have a vision and I see something and I want to get it done. And I, I challenge myself just to see how I can get it done and how fast. So um, I remember my wife, she, she didn't see it. She looked at this house. She said, what are we doing here? We should buy a, a turnkey home that costs us a lot more money, right? Uh, I said, no, babe, we're going to get it fixed for you real fast. And that challenge, I love that, man. So sometimes when people come into my home, they come inside and they're like, man, you must have paid a lot for this. They don't realize that a lot of the work was my, my, my sweat and labor. You know, uh, I just challenge myself. I'm a, I like YouTubing stuff and seeing, oh, let me see how I could do that. You know, it's not that I can't afford to pay for it. It's just I, I want to challenge myself, see if I can do it, you know. Yeah. So um, that, 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 that intrigues me all the time. So sometimes when people come to our house and they see and they find out how much, you know, I put into how much it's worth now and they see how it looks, they're like, oh, wow. Man, how 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 much did you pay for that? They yeah. always ask me, so I'm like the go-to guy in the neighborhood. Everyone was like, "Man, go ask Ramsey. He's gonna tell you how to get it, man. Yeah, you can get it cheap." So that, that's kind of fun, you know. I I love um, I like I like fixing stuff, man. Yeah, like you know, a lot of people. I don't know if they told you, but a lot of the stuff in this office was done by my crew or myself, you know. So I have a little sentimental value to this office, and even Indiana, you know, Indiana, we did a lot of remodel. Even the old office in Woodridge too. Yeah. You know, so little things like that, I like seeing change, how we could change it and then fit it in the budget. Right. Yes. You know, so that, that those are one of the things I, I love. I love doing, man. Just seeing it. It's like with cars. Right. When you see a car like yep. right now, I already, you know, got some ideas for my white Mercedes. And it's like I challenge myself like, man, who can do this and do this? And then one store told me they couldn't do that. I was like, are you kidding me? So I went to another store, which I will always use them now. Um, that's going to do what I want. Right. Yeah. The, the two tone rims, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I like people who challenge the bar. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that don't look good there, but hey, it will look good. Right. Just got to see how it's done. Absolutely. So, Do you have any favorite movies? Mm, man, there's a lot of them, man. There's a lot. Of movies. What's your top two or three? OK, top top movies. So I'm I'm all about the underdog, as I say yep. all the time. The hurricane. Um, if you never watched that movie, you gotta watch The Hurricane. Put it in my true notes. story. It's a true story. Let's see about a gentleman that um, goes to prison, and it was during the the racial riots and stuff, you know. Yep. And um, they stripped him of his welterweight title. The Hurricane. Uh, the Hurricane. Yep. Um, and they stripped him of his title, but I don't want to spoil the movie for you. But it's it's a great movie, man. Great movie. How he overcame, just overcame, man, um, in a period of time where, you know, our nation wasn't the brightest, right? Yes. So, um, The Hurricane is a great movie. I, I, I love that movie. And then the other one is 
redemption. Redemption. Um, and that's the story about um, the person who found it, the, the Crips and the, the Bloods. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. And Jamie Foxx is the lead in that one. Redemption. I like Jamie another, Foxx. Right another, there yeah. Another great movie. I love it. Um, man, and that's another true story, too. So I love true stories, man. Because you know what? It, it, it resonates with you more, right? You know, because, man, this person did all this and people, you know, mistook his reasoning for found, founding, you know, this. It was more about he was trying to protect his community, right? He was trying yes. to protect himself. And it's funny that that, that one comes full circle, man. Yes. Because he won the Nobel, Nobel, uh, Nobel Peace Prize Award. Wow. So that was huge. That's insane. Man, that's insane. Guy who started the gang and then went all the way, you know, to helping reform and help, you know, because he did it for a different purpose and people took took it the wrong way. Yeah. You know, he had to do what he had to do at the time, right? Facts. Um, but that movie, man, it, it hits home when like guy can go come full circle like that. Facts. You know, so that's why I, I'm all about helping people out and being the underdog and being challenged, right? Yeah. You know, like, just because you're this born into it doesn't mean you can't change, right? Facts. Um, and that, that's that's a big thing. Like, I think about it. I was born in Humble Park. I wasn't supposed to live past 17. You know, I, I wasn't supposed to graduate college. And, you know, I was I was supposed to be in gangs or dead. Does it make sense? Yeah. And the fact that I overcame that stuff and just beat the odds, man. But I beat the odds because I put my mind to it. So, Facts. So to me, it's very important to help the community. So if, you know, to give a vision for us, and I've always said about the Latino community, is going back to Humboldt Park and getting some some of my, you know, I say my Puerto Rican descent and help them, right? Yeah. Help them come out of that community. And there's a lot of good things happening now in that community right now. It's good. You know, so one day I would love to just, give back to that community in a way that we could bring more jobs and stuff like that. And that's what we're doing now. We're sharing it a lot with them yeah. now. But I want to make a bigger impact. A bigger impact. Yeah, a bigger impact in that community. So that would be great. Dope. So as we wrap up, what companies or things or individuals do you want to shout out? Anything you want to bring attention to yourself? Whatever. Well, I th the message is more not even about myself. But it's, it's more about I want people to know that there's more to life than just the traditional nine to five. Man. Yes. More to life than that, man. Um, don't, don't settle into your typical nine to five. It's, you know, there's so much more to life and in life, you're going to have your ups and downs. Yeah. That's just part of life. That's pro trust the process. Yes. You know, and you know, the fact that we have the best partner in business, which is God. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. Yes. Does that make sense? You can't go wrong. You always win with him. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So um, the fact that we got him as a partner in this business and the fact that how we do it here, man, the mind, body, spirit, man, I'm so blessed that you guys have brought that to this agency because, you know, I, I felt good. You know, I'm at my high school weight right now. Yeah. You know, some of my pants don't even fit me no more. I got to buy a wardrobe. Everything yeah. looks baggy. Yeah. So it, it's crazy when I you think about great. it. Yeah. So... Um, I'm back to my high school and it feels good, you know, but my advice, man, don't, you know, just push, push, don't stop. There's going to be naysayers in everything you do in life, man. Yeah. Everything you do in life, there's going to be naysayers, but you know, try to, don't forget where you came from and try to reach back and pull.
pull someone forward with you, you know? Yes. Because that's, that's the best gratification you can have is just to see someone else succeed. And that's what I look for, you know, in life, in business. I yep. just want to help out and making sure that we're making an impact. Yeah. No matter if it's individually, personally, community-based, we're making an impact in yes. someone's life, you know? Um, and and that's, that's, that's what's important, man. You know, um, make it the best life you can have, right? We yep. want to hear one. Make it the best version, right? So if people want to get a hold of you, you know, whether that be for advice or for an opportunity to, you know, in regard to the impact you're talking about, maybe you have career opportunities, where can they get a hold of you at? Well, most importantly, I'm on, I'm on all the social media platforms. Yep. Right? So it's Ranzi V. I've always used that, Ranzi V. So it's R-A-N-S-E-Y-V. Yep. And that's in my Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. Um, there's so many different platforms, but all of them have the same picture. If you see the guy with the two belts, that's me. Um, so he's, it's the same platform that I use, but Ramsey V. And then the other thing that's important, man, is um, I, I want to make sure that everyone understands is whatever you do in life, regardless is with our company or any other company, it, you got to make sure that you're, you're getting the best version of yourself out. Yes. Does that make sense? Because I think a lot of people miss that, man. A lot of people miss the boat on that. And that's what I'm getting to enjoy more now. Yeah. Is that I'm getting to bring the best version of myself out. You know, because Ramsey's Ramsey. Yes. Never going to change. But, you know, when you're inside fixed and it comes out from the outside, that's when it gets exciting. You know, and, and that's real exciting. You know, um, been blessed, man. Just been blessed. And I, I'm excited, you know, what the future holds. Right. Yep. You know, because to me, it's like a, it's like a re, a re up in life right now, right? Absolutely. The excitement. So, man, I mean, I feel I see the youth that's coming in here. That's exciting, man. Just to see that we could share our knowledge and our what we can give back, right? So, I hope, you know, like I said, but they can look me up, Ranzi V, and then there's future ventures coming, you know, like Jefferson Dogs, right? Yes. More ventures coming, so. Um, they can look me up on social media and if they, you know, look me up on social media, they'll see the yeah. stuff that we have. So stay tuned, stay, stay tuned, tuned subscribe time. to Ramsey social media and stay tuned for, you know, his current ventures and his future ventures. Let's go. That's a wrap. Pleasure. Thank you, man. Thank you, Ramsey.